to me, other people's opinions is the number one reason people are held back. And welcome back to Off Record with your host, Corey Levy. Today, we speak to entrepreneur, investor, author, speaker, influencer, and future owner of New York Jets, Gary Vaynerchuk, who is well known for being the CEO and founder of digital agency giant VaynerMedia, athlete representation agency Vayner Sports, venture capital firm Vayner RSE, host of the popular Daily V show, and a four times New York bestseller. Prior, he grew his family's wine business from $3 million to $60 million in revenue and was an early investor in multi-billion dollar behemoths Twitter, Snapchat, Uber, and Venmo. In this week's episode, Gary talks about his secret life hack, the biggest thing holding people back, easy skills you can learn that will benefit you in the long run, and what's next for influencers. There's that and many more. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Off Record. What's a life hack you do that very few people know about? I think my biggest life hack is other people. I think having two admins, having a whole team around me and content, I think I'm willing to pay people to do things that either I'm not good at or I don't want to do. I hate logistics. I'm incapable of ordering food or like figuring out where my car is. And I think my life hack is using other people to help me and building a family and a team. It seems counterproductive. It's not technology. It's human, but it really is my hack. When did you start doing that? You know, it started happening seven years ago when I got an admin. I was like, wait a minute, somebody else doing my calendar or like booking my flight? Cool. But I think over the last 18 months, two years, started building out a bigger content team. When I started having like biz dev and all this, I was like, oh, right. I love people. People love me, especially if they're close to me. This is a real family. This is a real team and everybody plays their role. And the key is like, if you have somebody who's doing entry level tasks that you're building opportunity for them. And I think I'm really good at that. And so as long as people are graduating up of like, Hey, I'll eat crap for two years and book your flights and this, that. But then I become an important cog in the Vayner media machine. People are really buying into the minimal tasks or on the content team, cool, I could be doing just little pictures for Instagram, but eventually I can film your blog or do your podcast. So it's been a graduation. And once I realized I was bringing as much value to them, including maybe they wanted to do something else and I got them a better job than they would have gotten without me, I really tripled down on it because it became an even trade, if not me giving more to the other party while they were eating crow. And what's something that you know you should do right now, but you haven't done yet? That's a great question. Get more serious about my commerce capabilities. And I'm about to, but I still haven't, which means I haven't, starting my my beanie hat business, doing limited edition hoodies, doing more collaborations like I've done on K-Swiss, getting back to my sales roots. I've been having this incredible concept called Vayner Mentor, where I have a COO, people that have worked with me for five or six years. I'm able to throw half a million dollar a year salary employees at people's companies for 100 to 200 days and completely transform their business. So I'm sitting on this business where I know a lot of businesses would love to pay me $250,000 to $500,000 for the year, fundamentally transform their business from a $3 million to a $10 million to a $15 million business this Vayner mentor business where 80 to 90% of the deliverables are done by my 7 to 12 beasts internally and then a little bit of me, but I haven't done it yet, but boy, should I do that. 
And how do you make hard decisions on tactics around two really good things to do? You're not sure which one to do first. Do you have any tactics around making hard decisions? I'm an intuition guy. I think you'll interview a lot of people for this podcast that are more quant-based, are more disciplined. I'm definitely making decisions based on intuition, what feels right. Where do I think my world's going? How am I thinking about that? If there is a little bit of what side of the bed that I wake up on, on the flip side, I've been thinking about Vayner Mentor, the beanie company, creating more audio content for 15 months. So I'm intuitive and quick, but I'm also thinking about it thoughtfully. I'm marinating. I'm marinating at scale. So I'm being thoughtful, tasting the tea leaves, the undercurrent of my organization, of my inner organization. So Team Gary, this 17, 15 person team, 800 people of Vayner, 500 people that are hitting me up, people like yourself, which becomes another thousand of my network. I'm stress testing the opportunities, supply and demand of opportunities, crippled by opportunities. I don't have any other system than letting it marinate and run through my brain on an every second basis of my life. Got it. What's something controversial today that won't be tomorrow? I think something that's controversial that's very narrow to my world is this notion of people following you around and filming. Like literally I'm talking to you right now and D-Rock is filming today's vlog. I had a meeting this morning with Ryan Sirhan uh, from Million Dollar Listing. He had a person filming him. Today I was with Gunna, the up and coming rapper. He had somebody filming him. I think there's a lot of people that are cynical to the blogging, you know, reality TV kind of narrative that I think people in the edges are seeing emerging. But I believe in 36 months, you have somebody following you around filming. And how do you think entrepreneurs and people should deal with controversy? Do you think they should shy away from it, seek it, or just not back away when it comes up? I think everybody needs to live their truth. So for example, I don't like to talk about politics or controversy because in my truth, I don't think people are able to handle it. I think people are in tilt and too emotional. I don't think all publicity is good publicity. I don't think you run into controversy for awareness. I think getting the right awareness matters. But look, I think there's a lot of people who've done well and are interested in, in a knife fight and are good at that. So I think the truth, right? Like who are you as a person matters more than this being a proper strategy of like run into controversy, don't run into controversy. For me, I just live my truth. I get involved and feed my trolls when I want to. I stay out of it when I want to. I jump in and out of topics when I want to. I think you just have to feel it and it feel authentic to you. I don't think about this stuff strategically. I just live my life and let the cards play out. And talk to dozens, hundreds of people every single week. What do you think the biggest thing is that's holding people back? Other people's opinions. The number one reason people are held back are other people's opinions, which if you seed it all the way back, the parenting and the environment you grew up with, unfortunately, did not build enough self-esteem inside of you to be confident and be able to deal with the ramifications of living in a siloed, cocoon-like environment in your own brain. Look, I'll just make this very personal. First time I saw you speak in Dallas, it became very obvious the 30 seconds of your speech and the few minutes we spent running around that conference that you were inside your own head and had a drive and a mission in your own head. And that was it. And you weren't going to look up to me and you weren't going to overreact to a TechCrunch article and you weren't going to react to a no or a yes, too high or too low. And that's why I became attracted to you as an entrepreneur. I think that that is the biggest thing holding back people that aren't as lucky as you and I are, where they just genuinely value other people's opinions too much. And that's different than having empathy. I love somebody today I respect kind of razzed on me and my followers. I responded because I actually respect that I think he's coming from a good place and just that's what he believes. And he hasn't had the time to dig into who I am. But most people don't come from that place. They're coming from insecurity. A bunch of people who are insecure are responding 
the people that are insecure. And to me, other people's opinions is the number one reason people are held back. And for a 15-year-old listening to this or a 25-year-old or a 35-year-old, what would be some tools or tricks to kind of remove other people's opinions? I think a tool or trick that would really over-index is very similar to how you learn how to ride a bike or learn how to swim. It's just mental. I literally think this would be valuable for anybody 15 to 115. Tomorrow, go and do something you've been wanting to do that you're desperately scared about what your parents, the world, the market, your social media followers will think. Do it and then see how not scary all the negativity actually is. You start getting into practice like anything else. It's unbelievable to me how much getting pushed back for cursing on stage or being too cocky or whatever it is, it became habit. And now it just doesn't even seem like anything. It's literally quite simple as that. Tomorrow, do the thing that you've been scared to do that is the most practical, not move across the country, something practical. Start a YouTube page, tweet about something, like something. Do one thing that makes you uncomfortable, see the reaction from the audience and your inner family and your friends and realize very quickly that it wasn't as scary as you thought, that feedback. When was the last time you did something like that? That's a really good fucking question. The last time I did something like that, I would say probably the K-Swiss collaborations, the last time I did something, you know, to me it seemed perfectly obvious and it was going to work, but I was aware that people would think it wouldn't. Like, people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why are you coming out with a sneaker when it doesn't do well? You're going to look stupid, right? Right. And then it did phenomenally well and then it went the other way that's awesome who are three friends that or acquaintances that you think are undervalued that you think are going to be super successful but aren't yet and success for this exercise means like impacting millions of people that's a fucking great core by the way good job man this is like interesting question <laughs> thanks i'm a huge 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 fan of rachel tipograph she's the ceo of micmac there's just something about her as an entrepreneur i'm being on the record i'm not convinced micmac is a guaranteed winner but you know it's funny i've even referred to her to some friends as a similar version to you like you are 1000 percent going to be macro successful as far as like the company that you're running and the company rachel's coming i'm not ready to say a thousand i'm in the 80s i'm in the 90s what have you so rachel tipograph four four sure, I think is going to make a real impact. I'm a pretty big fan of Baldwin Cunningham. I think he's going to have an interesting career. I think he's up to something. I think he's focused and good at what he does and great networker and has the long kind of view on things. And I'm a pretty big fan. And I would say Gunna, Gunna the rapper, G-U-N-N-A. I just have a funny feeling this kid's about to become a superstar. That's great. Teams and college students listen to this. Advice to young people trying to figure out what they want to do or what's like an easy skill to pick up that you think very few people have. Look, I think the thing that a lot of the audience that's listening has a huge advantage of is their unbelievable understanding of how they and their friends communicate. And that is how then people will communicate. So I would say pay very close attention to how you, the listener right now, are consuming content and what you're doing. And then try to learn how to produce become a producer for those environments, whether that's audio, written, or video. This is not just pictures or videos on Instagram. This goes way deeper. And there's a lot of incredible kids that are listening to this that are incredible writers. So where do they do that? To me, test and learn. Like I think there's an unbelievable amount of creators that are listening right now and they don't realize it because they don't realize them making memes or them drawing or them singing or them writing. Like just the creative underbelly of even the people that are listening that don't think they're creative. It's because they don't understand the business and marketing and advertising and communications world. And they natively have that skill. So I would just say, do more stuff, like make more stuff. What do you think is next for influencers? Retail, 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 retail. 
there's just so much money. You know, if you're a kid listening right now and you've got 400,000 followers on some Instagram account you made, tomorrow go make a t-shirt for that page, post it in your stories, post on your main account, link it in your Instagram profile and see if you can sell some shit. You will be stunned by how much demand there is to buy some of your products around the media you're creating. Yeah, it's been insane to watch Team Ten and Jake Paul them doing like millions of dollars in sales in their merch store. Um, yeah, and as you can imagine, you know, for me, I was an investor in that. That was a big thesis. I come from e-commerce in 1996, when a lot of your listeners were not even born. And so, for me, watching go back to full circle, me watching thousands of pairs of my sneakers selling out in minutes, and then being now selling secondary, like it's there, man. And I'm not even in the same world as a lot of influencers, so it's there. And the last question: Anyone you want to thank? Anyone you're grateful for recently that you like to thank? It's lovely. I want to thank every single kid. First of all, my parents are the only people I ever thank. But on a flip side, I want to thank the future behavior of this podcast. I want to thank every kid who listened to this and said, "Who's Gary B." and goes and types in Gary B.E.E. into Instagram and searches and goes down the rabbit hole and actually gives me five minutes, five seconds, eight seconds of their time. Attention is the number one asset in our society. And anybody that gives me even a little bit of it, I'm grateful for, I'm thankful for, I'm, I'm just blown away by it. And so I want to thank, I know a lot of people who haven't heard of me before or are listening to this and are about to discover me and either going to stay around for a long time or just bounce. Even if they just bounce, I want to thank them for the at-bat. Thank you once again for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Gary Vaynerchuk. Thank you so much again, Gary, for coming on the show. I think we can all agree that Gary is a symbol for hustle and some of the tips he provided showcase exactly why. He touched on how important it is to block out the noise and to focus on the mission, which in my opinion is more important than ever in a generation with the most distractions. You can find all these links in the description. You can also follow your host, Corey Levy, on Twitter at Corey. Thank you once again. We have episodes coming out every Tuesday. And other than that, stay tuned and we'll see you next week on Off Record.